0: Back to the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. This is episode 38. And as always, I'm Bruce, and I'm joined by Nolan. Hello, Nolan.
1: Bruce, how is everything going?
0: So far, so good, man. Just um, about to hit October here. This is absolutely absurd. How is this year going by so quickly, sometimes so slowly? It is a weird 2020. But we're about to hit October, and that's pretty exciting. Fall is in the air.
1: Yeah, it has been a weird year, and uh, fall means football, Bruce, and our Packers are 3-0, and so I'm flying pretty high right now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely
0: loving it. Um, fall means a lot of things, including, Nolan, voting, mm. the election. A ah, yeah. bunch of elections coming up, but there is one main election as well coming up, and our uh our favorite uh band over here has been all over voting this year. They have been promoting the hell out of registering to vote, uh getting out and voting, doing your part.
1: Uh it has been pretty cool to see. Oh yeah, it seems like uh every time there's a big election, DMB is just all in on voting and I mean, we did a whole episode on the entire vote for change tour in 2004 um which was so much fun to go back and listen to but yeah they were all over voter registration day they even did a DMB drive-in they brought it back specifically to encourage people to sign up to vote um which is awesome i love how active they are uh dave and Fons, in particular bruce are you registered oh absolutely sweet Good. I'm glad to hear that. Are (laughs) you going to vote in person or absentee ballot? What are you going to do? There's no
0: doubt I'm voting in person. Mm -hmm. I'm making sure I am there. I will probably vote in person early um, so that there is no doubt on the casting of my ballot. How about
1: you? Well, you know, with COVID, um, I, I sent in my application for an absentee ballot just to be super safe. I actually submitted that Over a month ago, and uh, still haven't received my ballot. So hmm, it's almost like something weird is going on with the Postal Service. I don't know what it could be, but like it's almost like someone is uh, (laughs) trying to sway the election. But I don't know. I mean, apparently the ballot was sent to me on September 11th, and I still haven't received it. So that is troubling. So now I'm probably going to vote early in person to make sure my vote counts (sighs) Oh, so that's uh, that's been a little uh, a little a little bit frustrating, but we're going to we're going to get out there and and vote for sure.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a it's been a major headache. It's uh, it's very, very, very interesting times. Um, But anyways, we've had a couple of other distractions um, before we get into the meat of this episode, which, by the way, everybody, um, if you didn't notice by the title of this episode, this is the West Coast Run episode. We are going to dominate the West Coast, oh, yeah. and we're going to bring you some of the best moments in DMB history from some of those West Coast venues that DMB would have hit this year, and they will hit next year, hopefully. Uh, but Nolan, we've had some nice uh, distractions here from the guys, or just—I mean, really—from uh, some of the outlets that have been promoting them. Uh, why don't you go ahead and recap a little bit of that and? Uh, just see if we have um, enjoyed it as much as everyone else has.
1: Yeah, well, first off, like we said, the uh, DMB drive in, um, I did not get a chance to tune into that, but I made sure afterwards I went back and watched the Back in Black Staying Alive, which was just amazing. It's back. I mean, that was big time, Bruce. And then jump ahead to this past Friday, Dave and friends. 2004 Bonnaroo the Rurality, Uh tuned in for a couple of songs of that, and I mean Dave and Friend shows were always fun.
0: Oh man, I really, really need to try to find that if it's living out there on the interwebs. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I've had the um, the audio from that show for years that when they released it, yep. but. I've only seen, I believe, Trouble on video, and I'd love to see that performance because, oh, man, Dave and Friends tour. Just every show, they crushed it. We need to do a Dave and Friends um, episode at some point. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, that was really cool. And then the other cool thing was that uh, SiriusXM DMB Radio debuted another Dave and Tim show, another un- uh, unreleased Dave and Tim show this time from 2017 Nolan up in Alpharetta Georgia and that was a pretty cool show I was listening to that I believe while in the car driving to North Carolina Um, did you get a chance to listen to that
1: because I thought it was pretty solid I did and I agree I was uh, also in the car driving listening to this and yeah I mean not the flashiest show from this 2017 Dave and Tim tour but I mean it is solid and the performances are great and I gotta shout out my man Tim with his I want you interpolation on two-step during his solo <laughs> I mean as the resident Beatles guy I cannot mention that
0: oh yes oh yes that was uh, that was well well caught by you oh, there thanks. and then finally so that was that was cool yeah, um, but then finally we got another Dave solo performance, and this time for the uh, Farm Aid Virtual 2020. And Nolan, he did it from a new venue. Um, I don't believe he had played at this venue so far in his 2020 quarantine solo performances, and he
1: dropped uh, a little bit of uh, news there on us. I think. Oh yeah, heads were exploding all over DMB social media. <laughs> Bruce, he was at Haunted Hollow, um, just outside of Charlottesville. And uh, he said that he's working on new music with Carter, which, oh my God, yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't come to a surprise to anyone that Dave has been writing songs over the quarantine. Um, Obviously, we have seen one debut so far. But for him to actually be at their Charlottesville studio... Um, For him to actually admit that he has been working on songs with Carter, uh, I think that that is pretty awesome. And that is a strong, strong uh, hint towards them actually doing some other things. There have been rumblings about other band members being involved at some point in time as well. So maybe we'll have some pieces come together to form a nice little new album puzzle here soon, Nolan.
1: Yeah, I mean, we already know they had enough for a double album when they released Come Tomorrow two years ago. So, I mean, you sprinkle in a nice mix of some of those songs that were left over and then a couple of new songs. I mean, this could uh, could be big for the end of 2020 or beginning of 2021. I mean, I'm down
0: for that. Or... Could we get a Dave and Carter duet album? <laughs> Just Dave on guitar, Carter on some acoustic drums. Sometimes, oh wow, on his regular drum kit, and then those sweet tones from Carter's mouth. Just some backing vocals.
1: Oh yeah, remind me of the old days. Man, wow, I've never even thought about a Dave and Carter duet album, but I'll take <laughs> any kind of new music at this point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, speaking of new music, we're going back to some old music Nolan and we are heading west way out west and we're actually going to cross into Canada eh for our first portion (laughs) of the west coast run we're getting down towards the end of the pseudo summer tour here and before we it comes to a close we've got to pay some love to those west coast venues and we're heading up to Vancouver British Columbia Canada and we are going way back in time Nolan
1: yeah, and Vancouver has gotten some insanely good shows over the years. I am jealous of them and especially at some of these small venues uh that DMB mm-hmm. played at back in the day. And we're going to start it off with May 15th, 1996, uh part of their international spring tour where they hit up Canada, Germany, Netherlands, Italy, and they hit up the Commodore Ballroom which is a 1200 uh person venue oh wow
0: pretty awesome um we did some digging and looked up some images of this of this place and ah looked really (laughs) cool i'd love to see a show in there um you would just it would not be covid friendly that is for sure there would be zero social (laughs) social oh my gosh social distancing in this place um, and the funny thing is, I looked on the Almanac, and the night before, they played in Victoria, British Columbia, which is a beautiful island. I've been to Vancouver and Victoria, actually gorgeous parts, parts of the world. And they played at the Victoria Curling Club with an attendance of 850 people. <laughs> but, um So a little bit even smaller than this 1,200-person uh, venue here. But, man, this was pretty cool to revisit, Nolan. We actually have a rough tape. Sounded like uh, mm-hmm. someone had put a microphone like in their hat and snuck in to record it.
1: <laughs> it really does, and I mean, tape quality is like amazingly good going back to the first couple of shows that the band even played. Um, but on this tape, almost just sounds like the way a nineteen ninety six tape should sound like in your head. Like, yeah, someone snuck something in, and not the highest quality tape, but. It, has that old school feel that just kind of makes you feel like you're there. I know it was
0: actually probably my favorite listen from all of the shows that we revisited because of that, because it sounded old and you're just like, Oh man, they're in this tiny room. You can tell everyone's having a blast and it was a pretty cool show with a few highlights that we'd like to discuss. Nolan, um, you know, the show starts off with best of what's around and we're not going to highlight it, but there's this small prelude to best of what's around that I don't know that they've ever played before. It's like Dave Mm Fonz and Roy. And I made a submission to the almanac to include this because I mean, I'd never heard this before, just kind of very interesting. But, uh, you know, the first real noteworthy thing that we found was, uh, the ending of two step.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a fairly short two step and, Pretty unique, Bruce, and that's what we do here on the Gray Street Pod. We give you unique stuff that you haven't heard before. Uh, the jam, it just kind of peters out. You know, there's no big finish to this two-step, and Bruce, it just goes straight into crash. Yeah,
0: it was kind of weird, but um, pretty cool. And it looked like that they had also done that the night before in Victoria, so I, I wonder, you know, I didn't do a lot of digging, Ooh. but, you know, maybe they were just trying something out here and... Um, Until they nailed it I wouldn't say that they nailed it But it is cool And uh, we should just go ahead and play it Because I don't know of another time That it's been done
1: Do that segue more often. That was so cool. Two Step and Crash. Two of the best songs the band has ever made, Bruce. And uh, you were really big on this next one. Pretty epic. Proudest Monkey. I was. It was, it just, I, man, I love Proudest Monkey with Roy, um, especially
0: some, some of the yes. earlier ones. I thought that they were just incredible. Um, and this is just another one. And Roy, right now, just destroying this. Him and Carter, just getting after it, and you know, just I know we had highlighted "Proudest Monkey" a couple times recently. Um, it's just kind of a song I feel like that gets a little forgotten these days, but man, back then they just absolutely slay it. And you noted another um, epic thing that, uh, or speaking of slaying, Carter, oof, this
1: number thirty-six <laughs> intro. <laughs> yeah i mean this is this is why people love number 36 uh carter just so nasty at the intro to this i mean i don't i don't know what else to say other than let's play it
0: Uh, Just wow. Um, I do miss that song a lot, and mostly because of Carter. Um, I don't know if he would be destroying like that these days, but whatever. Um, I did miss a note here, Nolan. Uh, The Say Goodbye of this show actually starts out with just Roy. He is only playing flute. It's a true flute solo there, and then Carter comes in. Um, So that was pretty Mm -hmm. cool. I found that to be kind of unique. And then another thing, we've talked about this before on the podcast, just to— beautiful dave solo version of a song in the e1 slot here and they do it right here um and it's typical situation and oh i would love for dave to start doing this stuff again i mean it's kind of i guess harken back to the acoustic sets
1: when he did some solo songs but man this was really Mm -hmm. cool there's just something about dave solo e1 that I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it is just so unique, and I mean he sounds great on this. I I didn't look on the set um, like right before I started listening, so when I was like, oh, when's the rest of the band coming in? And they never do, and <laughs> uh, the ending is like some great Dave wailing, like at the end of uh, Typical on Luther College. I mean, kind of reminds me of that. So here's a little. A little sneak peek of a typical
2: the <laughs>
0: Smokes, I mean he was losing it i love I love the end of that. I completely forgot about the uh Luther College version, and you're exactly right. They shut down the show with a just another jaw dropping all along the watchtower. I mean every time they play it, it's so good, and this was just yeah. so different from what we've been listening to lately with Watchtower um <laughs> We had a little Boyd plucking action in there
1: yeah a little back and forth like dave and boyd doing this weird like slow groove in the jam and uh just not anything we ever really hear with uh watchtower especially not these days so that was definitely unique and folks if it seems like we're going a little fast here it's because we are because we did a massive deep dive on these shows (laughs) and we have a lot to cover so we're gonna fast forward two years here uh to 1998 November 5th remember remember the 5th of November let's go this is the second time DMB played Vancouver in 1998 once in the spring and once in the fall that is just simply not fair Bruce and uh, this one was at the Pacific Coliseum which also smallerish venue 7100 people and this set features the one and only Tim Reynolds wow
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, just completely awesome. The spring show um, was at a venue, I believe, that was kind of in the middle of uh, capacity, you know, with the first one being that, uh, what was the first venue? 1,200. And then the second one that they played that spring, it grew. And then this one's growing more, 7,100. I mean, you can tell the uh, popularity of the band starting to skyrocket and reaching other countries as well. But two shows, Vancouver, what the hell? Nolan, this. Um, You know, every 98 show, for the most part, is epic. This is a fall 98 show, so it's guaranteed to be epic, and they kick it off with two-step, and there is just not a much better song to kick a show off uh, than this, and uh, Timmy Mm -hmm. Reynolds gets going early.
1: Yeah, Tim, with a nice little short solo in two-step. Dave has some interesting uh, wailing during the song, uh, yes. during the meat of the song, and uh, oh, my ears kind of perked up when I heard that, but uh, yeah, Tim sounds great on this. Super loose um, with his playing style on this, not not overbearing, um, just hitting all the right notes, and he continues to do this on Lion Our Graves, and this was one of my favorite parts of this podcast, a little bluesy uh, kind of solo from Tim here.
0: It was awesome um, you say ears perked up yeah this is another spot where that exact thing happened for me um, yeah bluesy it starts off slow, soulful and then he gets into tearing it up and this is after Boyd tearing it up I mean what an epic liner graves this was but we're gonna give we're gonna give it all to Tim here we're gonna let him take it away and let you guys listen to this spectacular solo by Tim Reynolds
1: Tim, it's crazy to look at how his style of playing with the band has changed um, from back in the day, like 1998 to now. So there's some old school Tim solos for you. And, uh, you know, other thing to note, E1, I'll Back You Up, and uh, which also features a nice Tim solo. You can hear some of that in the background. And then they finish it off with, Ants Marching. So that's an encore of I'll Back You Up and Ants, which is awesome. I would take that for sure. Um, just a solid overall set. Great 98 show, Bruce. And then the 2001 show was canceled, so Oof. jump ahead to 2002. Um, I guess since they got two shows in 98, they were like, no, we can't We can't come back in 01. We'll just move it to 02. <laughs> um, but a yeah, uh, nice guest appearance in this o2 show
0: yeah we got a double guest appearance and these are the actually these are actually the only two guests that have ever performed with DMB in Vancouver and it's our man Kraz Eric Though shout out Kraz he's got a great podcast out there I'm sure everyone listened to his podcast with Dave I believe his podcast actually uh debuted with the interview with Dave so that's awesome it did. And then the next song, uh, What Would You Say there with Sam Kinninger, um on the saxophone. So you've got Crush with um, with Kraz, and then you've got What Would You Say with a little sexy sax from Sam. Uh, pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's always a solid guest there on that west coast. Next we jump ahead to Bend, Oregon, and uh, this past summer would have marked the third show but alas there are only two previous shows 2014 we're not going to highlight anything from but the 2018 um, august 28th had some pretty cool moments seven songs from this show have actually been released but Bruce <laughs> my favorite highlight on this and uh, you know this is a song that we i don't think have ever played before on the podcast time of the season Ah, time of the season had a couple of plays during this time in 2018 and I'm sure everyone is used to the 2005 weekend on the rocks version which is superb but we're here to tell you these 2018 versions are better and noticeably different especially with Tim I think Tim sounds great on this meshes well with buddy Bruce thoughts Yeah,
0: I mean, it was a good version for sure. I would completely forgotten that they played this in 2018. If you would have asked me, I would have said, yeah, they haven't brought it back since uh, 2005. But um, I I can't quite get there with you on it being better than those 05s. I played them back-to-back again just to kind of compare and contrast. I still think that I prefer the other ones. They're not... All wow. that crazy different, so I don't I don't know what the reasoning is for me preferring them. To be honest, but uh, that was just my feeling. And no guess you yeah. don't like Tim. I know, I guess. Um, come Jeez. on the podcast, Tim. Love you. And <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just such a. I mean, we had to highlight this song number one, and because it is the time of the season. This is fall. It's election season. It's the time. It's time. Um, and. <laughs> this was just such a good version buddy crushed it and you're right i mean tim did add some nice stuff in there i may even talk myself into liking this one better we'll see we'll see let's listen to it right now and uh maybe maybe i'll argue with myself in the meantime
1: debate season too so i love the back and forth we gotta we gotta figure this out um but we're gonna jump now ben only gets one highlight that's it sorry so you've only (laughs) had two shows there you get one highlight now we go to irvine california and i mean bruce they just have gem upon gem of highlights over the years and incredible guest spots some nice, nice old school shows here, and we're going to start it off with July 5th, 1997. Take it away. Oh, I mean, you're right. We have so much to go over with
0: Irvine. Wow. I mean, we had to cut a lot of stuff, too, on this one. I mean, geez. Yeah. But yeah, July 5th, ninety We're jumping to another show with a two-step opener, Nolan, and this one actually has a couple of songs that were um, that were released throughout the years. But this two step opener is pretty awesome. It's a short version, uh, but this is how they really should play two step these days. You know, it is short but powerful. Carter gets Mm -hmm. after it. Um, Dave vocally, you know, gets after it in the outro. Um, I just think that this could be a much better way of playing two step if you don't want to play those 15 to 20 minute epics that uh, they've done in the past.
1: Step is good, literally no matter how they play it. But if they're trying to, you know, kind of conserve some energy here, maybe not go quite all out um, with Carter. I mean, they can still do it a little shortened, and uh, you know that's what they do here. This was awesome. Um, another line, our graves popping up, and at the end, Dave started doing some noodling. Kind of thought he was gonna do a little acoustic solo, but. Ooh. No, he was just in the noodling mood um, there a little bit. And Bruce, this show actually features two official releases: uh, "Say Goodbye" on uh, Warehouse Disc and typical on the don't typical on the download to donate for Haiti. Uh, if you recall when that uh, came out, but this forty-one is probably the highlight of this show for me.
0: Yeah, I would agree. It was um, it was pretty awesome. And, you know, it's hard to beat. Forty ones <laughs> back in '97. Um, they are just all of them seem to be better and better and better. Roy just crushes it, and of course they went right into say goodbye there. Um, and he and Dave kind of does this noodle outro. Speaking of noodling, um, that sounds a little bit like forty one. The way they would play forty one police a little bit in that realm. Kind of the same stuff going yep. on. It's not the same, but it kind of sounded like it. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then they go right into uh, Say Goodbye with Carter coming on in.
1: Yeah, and it was even maybe a little bit more than noodling. I mean, he was playing it pretty uh, pretty pronounced, and I yeah. totally agree. It sounded like 41 Police. And uh, one other thing to note that uh, we have noted on here before, but... You know that same angel riff that we always talk about with Jimmy Thing and David Ryan Harris. Well, it pops up again right after "Say Goodbye," right before they play Jimmy Thing. So, Dave, have had that riff on his mind for a very long time, and uh, yeah, just always angel. find that interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank God. <laughs>
0: So awesome. Well, thanks, Dave, for that. And um, what we will thank Dave for, without any facetiousness, is uh, this next show. Uh, we move on to May 20th, 1998, Irvine, California, yet again with another epic show. And this includes the Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones. Nolan has a lot of interesting stuff throughout the show. And again, it begins with two-step, back-to-back two-step openers for Irvine.
1: Yeah, that's wild. Uh, And, yeah, very interesting show. No encore. It is a short set. No encore. They were just jamming. And, you know, we're going to skip ahead to when Bela takes the stage. And he's going to guest on Billy's Last Stop, Graves, and Don't Drink the Water. And those are just four perfect songs for him to guest on, Bruce and... I, you know when you see that like written down on the set or start hearing it you're like oh okay you know he's gonna crush last stop in graves but I was super impressed with his playing on Billy's that was awesome
0: yeah um he <laughs> just wow they have Bela on stage for half of the show I believe um, and then, you know, yeah. the band, the full Fleck tones come on the last few songs. And you're right. Out of all of those songs that he was up there on, you know, Billy's may have been his best, um, his best solo, or just his best song there from this show. Uh, just absolutely mm-hmm. stunning. Him and Boyd um, just destroying this outro. I mean, it's just, it's worth a play. And um, I mean, let's do it right now. No delay.
2: He plays a thing, they call it a banjo. We got brother Fleck coming up. i <laughs>
1: is just so 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 good and i mean you know bala was gonna nail this last stop outro bruce it is just him and carter just just being nasty
0: absolutely um it's it's really short um kind of a compact uh last stop outro especially for 98 but i guess it was early in the year here um, they did a couple things in there that were just otherworldly um, just very very small things that would be like ooh a measure of this a measure of that um, but really mm-hmm. getting back into Bella, Bela dominating excuse me um, Lion Our Graves he just goes off yet again
1: and some of the runs he throws in there are just absolutely stellar we gotta play some of this grave since Bela said it's one of his favorite songs to play on so Bela this is for you
0: That was nasty. Um so then they go into don't drink the water. Bela obviously just sounds fantastic there as well. And then Dave announces this.
2: Hey y'all, uh, so apparently somebody I don't know, uh, it's not God, but somebody's got more power than we do. So we gotta stop at eleven o'clock. So we thought just gonna ask you if this be okay if we don't go through the the tradition of doing an encore if we just play right up to eleven o'clock and then we'll uh, say good night.
0: And Nolan, it kind of reminds me of last year in, um, I believe it was Charlotte, when we saw a show with No Encore.
1: We did, yeah. That was due to a massive storm, an hour and a half delay, Um, but yeah, they were going to run up. Toward 11 o'clock which was curfew so they said you know we're not going to waste any time we're just going to bring out all of the flectones and blow your minds and that's exactly (laughs) what they do because they play 41 and then Pantelenaga Pampa into Rapunzel to close out the show I mean these are just beautiful oh they are uh 41
0: just has some disgusting stuff. I mean, you when you've got all of those musicians on the stage, it's just like, well, who do we let play? All of them is the correct answer. And Jeff, mm-hmm. Bela, and Victor Wooten here trade off on solos in 41. And then they kind of find one groove, lock up together on that groove. And then they just kind of go off. And it's just like, whoa, that was mind blowing. And then later on in the song, Nolan, like 15 minutes in, Victor Wooten takes his own solo. Um, I guess this was uh-huh. at the point in time when uh, they were trying to see how long they could make 41, because this one goes on for, I believe, 18
1: or so minutes. Yeah, and while they do play Sojourn of Arjuna interpolated in this, that yes. groove that you're talking about is not Sojourn of Arjuna. It is something else. And, ooh, it's nice. Let's listen to it.
0: I mean, they, they they, should have just combined as a band. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, just, wow. I mean, just a super. That would be the ultimate super team. Um, that would be LeBron yeah. and Jordan just teaming up together. Um, or these days, just, you know, like LeBron, Steph, and Kevin Durant or something. I mean, just this would be unfair for everyone, and they'd just dunk all over the world. Um, yeah, yeah. No, well, and they transition out of that 41 and go into Pantala Rapunzel. And, I mean, do you remember
1: what? Bela said something about uh, Rapunzel, didn't he? Yeah. He said he could not figure out this song because of the time yeah. signatures. And he didn't understand how Carter plays it. Like, it didn't make <laughs> sense to him. And But yet, Bela still figures out how to just destroy on it, which is, I mean, one of the reasons he's the GOAT.
0: Oh, yes. It was really it was really cool to listen, um, to, listen to it. I yeah. had completely forgotten about it. I think they may have played Rapunzel again recently. I don't remember, but um, this one was really cool. You could tell him kind of working on the song throughout the song. Um, and then at the end, Vela uh, and Jeff soloing and going off to close out. But I think that we need to... Close out that 98 show, Nolan, and move on further down the line. Way further. We had to skip a lot of years, Irvine. So sorry. <laughs> so, so sorry. Um, and before we get into more of the meat of it, we did want to mention that on uh, September 8th, 2012, actually, Rooftop and um, what was it, Snow Outside made their yes. song debuts here at Irvine. So that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, that's cool stuff. Pretty standard performances of those songs, but you know they were unleashed to the live audience that night in 2012. And in 2013, uh, they got quite the treat that hardly anyone has gotten over the years, and that is a number 34 with lyrics. And Bruce, you noted that this is likely because it would have been Leroy's 52nd birthday. And any chance we get to play number 34, we're going to do it. So here you go.
0: so beautiful and what's crazy about that actually is that it probably wasn't that major of a surprise this was the fourth time it was actually played on that tour um, and it had just been played like four shows earlier so it was not like some big liberation or anything obviously earlier in the year it was but I mean this show has quite a few uh, unique Things in it. Um, Gary Clark Jr. actually opened for the show, and then he comes out for a mid-set watchtower, uh, a very long watchtower, and um, he solos a little bit with Stefan on the intro. Very long, yeah, <laughs> very, very long um, middle section solo that he takes. He shreds, but it is a uh, it is a very very long version.
1: Yeah, it just it, it takes a little while to get going, and then once it does, it's uh, it is money. But, Bruce, I think the other highlight from this show is Rhyme and Reason with Pearl Jam's Mike McCready, yes. Bonds' buddy. And it's the first time McCready guested with DMB, and this is just an absurdly fast version from the start, from the opening notes. It's like, okay, they are going. And McCready, there's a... Uh, Obviously, the full performance is on YouTube, but he is just grooving and jamming with Fons there. <laughs> yes. And it's so good. This solo is awesome. I love this version. Yeah, me
0: too. Um, it was super fast, but I think just, I mean, I think they were just so pumped to be playing with McCready um, that yeah. they were just like, oh, let's go. Mm-mm-mm. And, I mean, they just get after it and he shreds it I mean they they just absolutely shred and we're going to play a little bit of it right now but the video is what truly does it um the true you know it's true service there so you need to go check it out on Copperpot's channel um look up Do this it. rhyme and reason with Mike McCready but we're going to go ahead and play some of that for you right now
1: Podcast who celebrates a birthday this week. Big Pearl Jam fan. Have attended many a DMB show with him, and uh, that's good stuff from Mike McCready. Bruce unique encore, which we love. Save me. Segue into ants. Segue into Halloween. Woo. Yeah, I I like that. Um,
0: unique stuff in the encore. Exactly. We've actually seen a save me opener. I believe uh, that's kind of interesting uh but e1 that's pretty awesome but sweet encore and you know you mentioned halloween well this show actually contained the first ever halloween at irvine 2013 wow Um, and they played a ton of shows there and it was also the first what would you say at irvine which is way more absurd yeah which is way more absurd than um than not playing Halloween yet. I mean, wow, 2013 getting the debuts of what would you say and Halloween for uh, Irvine. Pretty pretty awesome. Nolan, it's time to That's move weird. on to the next show
1: at Irvine. It is, but first I will also add that I went like I want to say 25 shows without ever seeing what would you say. My first 25 or 30 oh my shows gosh. just Yeah. I thought, I don't think I, think I, I saw it until 2012. Same. It was ridiculous so I don't know I just seem to always miss it and uh, what a weird song to miss but but I digress we're going to jump to September 12th, 2015 and Bruce there's some funkiness to this one and the big highlight for me from this acoustic set is the first acoustic granny that DMB played and they close out the acoustic set with it so good
0: what that was your highlight it wasn't the death on the high seas opener
2: and uh,
1: no.
0: man i really i really thought that that dave solo death on the high seas opener <laughs> would have been it and surprisingly it wasn't the first time it had opened a show um but whatever uh, that's kind of unique and then a little butterfly after that but yeah acoustic granny pretty awesome um you know tim came in there at the end and that was pretty cool he did some great stuff um Man, I really, really kind of wish that it would have been a true acoustic granny where Carter would have been on the bongos and stuff. But oh, I know. Um, you know, we said that for a lot of a lot of songs, but I think that Carter's hands probably would have fallen off if you would have been doing that for every song in all of those acoustic sets that year. But that was pretty cool. I always love the uh,
1: debut of new songs in the acoustic set. Oh, for sure, and there is a video of this as well on youtube which is worth checking out because dave and boyd share a microphone and uh (laughs) for the end of the song with the love baby and boyd gets so close to dave's face i'm certain he is spitting all over him and dave is just trying to keep it together and play his guitar and nail his lines and i mean you can see it on dave's face he is just about to lose it because he's like, Boyd, what are you doing? Like, get out of my personal <laughs> space. It is the opposite of socially distanced. It's hilarious. Check it out. Oh, man. I, I, well, I need to check it out because that sounds absolutely
0: hilarious. And uh, what a cool way to end that acoustic set there. Um, but, da- you know, here in the electric set, they get a lovely surprise here. Um, In mid to the end of the set, they uh, come out, you know, they're about to play Mercy, but Dave isn't going to be the one dominating the piano here. It's going to be Mr. Herbie Hancock. Nolan, Herbie Hancock. Amen. Um, And he comes (laughs) out for Mercy and, you know, they get into the jam part and it's almost like they kind of the rest of the band almost sits back and just watches him go because they get very quiet and he mm-hmm. does, he goes off and eventually they bring it back in and Carter and him absolutely start to slay. And we'll play a little bit of that right now.
1: that was some good stuff I mean Herbie he gets on four songs here and they are all just tremendous guest spots and Mercy being one of the highlights for sure that is just some beautiful playing and you know up next uh, he guests on Spaceman and I believe he's playing the guitar on this one and uh, it's it's solid Ooh,
0: good call. Um, yeah, I was just listening on headphones. I did not watch any of this, so it is very possible. I believe that you said that there is a video of all of this um, on Copper Pot. No, shows. I
1: wasn't watching. I just really know my guitar sounds.
0: Oh, well, fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so on Spaceman, yet again, just, I mean, I miss this song. Uh, they've always had a good groove on Spaceman. Um yeah, kind of got a bad rap there. It was played so much, and then it always went into cornbread, space bread, whatever. Um, but this <laughs> was a really cool one. I really, really like this. And then, Nolan, they bring it into, they go into another song which you would not expect to have a guest on, really, um, especially not a guest on the keys. And that's Captain.
1: Yeah, and yeah, he's uh, ditches the guitar back to the uh, keys, that piano sound. On Captain, and I mean, during his uh, solo on this here in the middle of the song, you kind of even forget that the song is Captain, uh, yeah, which is pretty cool. And there is, in fact, video of Captain in the next song, but I mean, yeah, this was really cool,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was thinking that they basically, take all three of these songs close to that type 2 jam territory. Um, And for all of you Deadheads and Fish fans, you know what a type 2 jam is. And for those of you that do not, it basically means that they uh, take it away from the central theme of the song and start to jam on something that isn't really related to the song and kind of go off on their own tangent there. And they kind of let Herbie go off on those tangents right here. And it was really... Really nice to hear Nolan. I think that you know some of the stuff in those three songs were my favorites from herbie, um his guest spot, but you said that this next song was actually your highlight of this entire show and maybe of this entire episode,
1: yeah, I mean, what would you say again we're we're bringing this song up, but this is one of the most unique. What would you say is you'll ever hear? And Herbie just he he gets up from his keyboard and see I watched this first because this is uh this video is on YouTube and um he just slides from behind his keyboard holding that guitar, just smiling ear to ear and I'm like oh yeah let's go. I mean he's got the the button down tucked in with the guitar just smiling and man, he brought it during this jam. I was grooving, the band was feeling it, and now you're gonna hear it. check out this video on YouTube. It will bring you all the good feels and vibes. And Bruce, very, very unique encore. I feel like I've said the word unique a thousand times in this episode, but we have a (laughs) song that Jane likes, segue into Nancy's, segue into Warehouse. That is a top-tier encore, Bruce.
0: Oh, you better believe it. That is nasty. That's a nasty core I was very titillated by that encore, seeing you know, it on paper. And listening to it, it was just as good. Man, I would love to see that. Uh, that is old school as, as can be right there. Um, and just, like you said, unique. You would definitely not be expecting to hear Nancy's Into Warehouse in the encore. And, I mean, really Jane, for that matter. But that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And what a what a sweet close to 2015 up in Irvine. Um, and also a sweet close to this episode Because that's going to do it for our West Coast run. See ya, Irvine. See ya, Bend. And check you later, Vancouver.
1: Yeah, it's been real, but kind of a short run there for us um, since we already did the Gorge a few episodes ago. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to stress again there are so many videos from performances at Irvine. Copperpot, just the boss, getting it done. There are even some full shows on there, some gems. Um, so go ahead and check those out. And Bruce, that is going to wrap it up. Yep,
0: and we only have one more episode of the pseudo summer tour coming your way and that's going to be as we move back across the country we're going to hit some of those venues uh there was a couple deep south venues in there Uh, i think new mexico um maybe one or two others nolan that i'm missing off the top of my head but we'll see we'll just make it a surprise for everybody um yeah that was a lot of fun i mean there were some really really good shows there uh that we found and we had to actually nix Quite a few good shows um, just to weed out the best highlights or at least all the ones that we could uh, digest because it was it was a lot.
1: Oh, I know. We nixed a Dreaming Tree opener from Irvine in 07, which whoo. Sorry, guys, if you were there.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I forgot about that. That was a uh, that was a pretty cool show. Maybe we'll have to revisit um, one of those Irvine shows, or maybe a Vancouver show for um, a later full breakdown at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds good.
0: And you know what else sounds good, Nolan? A scone. And this episode is brought to you by Scones by Juliet. Thank you, Scones by Juliet, for sponsoring this episode and all of the episodes. Ah. Uh, Man, Nolan, I finally received mine right after the last episode, and I was like, oh, crap, I can't talk about it. Um, but they were absolutely <laughs> delicious, just like you said. Um, so, yeah, I highly, highly recommend her stuff.
1: Yeah, and check out her new flavor, the best of what's around. It is an apple crisp scone. Ooh. Mm. Use code DMBScones for 20% off.
0: Ooh, I might have to use that myself. That would be awesome, especially for that best of what's around scone. And also, shout out Cruise Into Wellness CBD. Thank you guys for sponsoring this episode as well. That is C-R-U-Z into wellness.com and at Cruise Into Wellness on Instagram. Go and follow our two sponsors, Cruise Into Wellness and Scones by Juliet on Instagram and use code GrayPod for 20% off at cruise into wellness. So support those guys and gals and give them a follow as well, but you'll love their products. Nolan, let's get up out of here.
1: Let's do it. Yes. You can find us on the social medias at gray street pod on Twitter and I G on Facebook. We are the corner of gray street podcast, Facebook page, please. Oh, we have also launched a YouTube channel and you can check out our Bela Fleck and Jim Lansman and Landsman family uh, interviews on there. And uh, can't stress enough, again, how great it was talking to Jim and the entire Landsman family. It's some feel-good stuff, some serious stuff, but it is important stuff. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, close out by saying do your part, everyone and wear a mask, be safe. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Except for down here in Florida, where everything's just open and it's perfectly, you know, it's it's normal. Um, but yeah, that was a great episode, mm. and it, you know, definitely check out the Bela interview on there. Uh, you can check out his amazing quarantine beard, and check out how great Jim <laughs> Lansman looks in that one as well. Our YouTube channel is going to be stacked with good stuff over the next few months, so just just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Do as Nolan says, and follow our accounts. And stay tuned. That's all I'm gonna say. Do it, say. do it. That's all I'm gonna say. Thank you guys for joining us. Oh, shoot us a uh, shoot us a rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. But uh, seriously, we would love to hear from you guys, um, and that only helps in any um, in any tracking and rating and all that good stuff, rankings, all of that stuff from Apple. So we would appreciate that. Nolan, thanks for joining me, my man. Bruce, it is literally always a pleasure oh well thanks same here and um yeah it is always (laughs) a pleasure to interact with everyone as well thanks for listening and we'll check you later we'll see you next time on the corner of gray street I to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's Fun Run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akemo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's Fun Run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy.